Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. My mother was was a uh, a minister growing up, and for me, it was I wanted nothing to do with church. Our, our it is so different the mindset I have and the way I see church as an adult as from growing up. Today's guest comes from a large family. In fact, she has eighteen brothers and sisters. Who she is today is a combination of her rich experiences of growing up in humble beginnings and her hard work as a single mother who also now solo parents her three grandchildren. Never in her life did she imagine that one day that she would become an author. Not only is she an author, she's also an engineer, a full-time theology student, an associate minister, a youth Bible study teacher, and an assistant women's Sunday school teacher. Today, we're joined by Sharon Epps. She's going to share with us how she does all of this and where her inspiration for writing came from. That's today on Connections. We're joined today by Sharon Epps. She is the author of two books, When God Makes Himself Known and Becoming Love. So, okay, not only are you an author, though, you uh, work full-time as an engineer. You're a yes. theology student, a novelist, yes. an associate minister, a youth Bible study teacher, an assistant women's Sunday school teacher. And you're also raising your three grandchildren. Tell us a yes. little bit about yourself and how you managed to do all of that. As far as me, I, I come from a large family background, so it's, it's like people are always around and Things are always going on. Something's always going on. And several years ago, I just kind of accepted, especially after having to get custody of my grandkids. Um, it kind of trans God kind of transforming it to say, you can't get in trouble if you're busy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's it's you know how you go from that transition. Okay, I got to do this. To okay, I need to do this, and maybe I want to do this because I realized the benefit it, it, it develops me as a person. So it's, it's, it's challenging, but at the same time, it's fulfilling. You also come from a family of 18, as you were saying, you were telling me, tell us a little bit more about that large family that you came from. Oh man. Oh man. My, uh, I guess you don't realize it when you're, you're coming up that, that, that you are, uh, you say poor, you're, this is just our family, our life. We, we, we come with very humble beginnings. So it, it was, you just got accustomed to people always being around. And it's, I guess it's hard to picture that, but to be raised in a four bedroom house with that many people. And it was just our lifestyle. I mean, my mother was at home all the time. She cooked. The funny part was a transition from me cooking for one or two in a household after I married early and with one child to having to cook for that minute. It's like, how do you cook for two people? <laughs> it's, it's, it's totally different, but it's to, to my family has been great. Most of them are, I, we have like a split, some in church, some not in church, but the, the reception I received in the, 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 my journey and, and, and God and in Christ and the development and for them to see the person I was, and finally accept the person I am, the, the preacher, the, the godly woman, and then to respect that. That was the greatest fulfillment for me from working with my family, the acceptance and and the the respect I received from them. Because we, when we get together, I mean, if you could put a camera on one of our family events, you would laugh, you would just enjoy it. I love my family. Oh, I love To be so different and raised in the same household and think different, act different, but to come together and, and, and have such a good time, it's, it's, it's just a joy to see. 
It's going to be amazing. I can't wait till COVID is over. I'm telling them we're having a big shindig and I'm, I'm just ready. Yeah, it's going to be an unusual year, I guess, with COVID. It, it is. Not it being has able been. to get together with family, especially when you have a yes. family that large. Yes. Um, so you grew up in the church. Tell us a little bit about your journey from um, being in church. And then you kind of uh, had a little journey from there. Tell us about yes. that. So, so my mother was, was a... Uh, my minister growing up. And for me, it was, I wanted nothing to do with church. Our, our, it is so different, the mindset I have and the way I see church as an adult, as from growing up. We were kind of made to go to church. It's, my, mom, my mother's this old-fashioned, you were in church or you, you, you got to go somewhere. I don't care where you go. <laughs> so we come up kind of forced in church, and it was not so much, the older church was not so much of embracing the kids. It would just get them there and keep them busy doing cleaning, doing something. So we were generally ones that had to stay after and clean the church and whatever. So most of us did not like the church. So as soon as we had 18, we were, we were gone. It was, and, and that, that's the kind of the story with several of my family members and most one or two kind of stayed with it, but most of us went on and God kind of pulled us back as he does. He pulls us back in. But so my journey coming up as a as a child was church, 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 church. Uh, and it was a holiness kind. So I remember a lot of shouting and streaming and not a whole lot else. <laughs> but as, as an adult, it, it, was, it was weird because my cousin right next door um, to me, we, we were in like a family community. It was kind of back off in the woods. When I say in the woods, I mean, you drove in the woods for about a mile looked like you were going into the unknown. And then it just burst open with houses. Everybody, family, cousins, uncles, brother, just houses kind of built out back. So it, it was a beautiful community to grow up in just, just with family. But my cousin built a church off in there. I mean, right next door to me. And some kind of way, I just wandered in there. I think my daughter wanted to sing. She was about six, seven in that age. And uh, they started a kids choir and she wanted to sing it. Most of the time it was me waking up on Sunday, just like, go sing, go sing. I, you, yeah, I can see you, you, you go ahead. But it, it became, mama, mama, come and listen to me sing. And something happened. I, I didn't understand God. I didn't understand Christ. I'd never, and something happened, just kind of that transition. I, I couldn't remember the details because I didn't know what was happening. But when it, when it did, it was it was like a light came on a whole nother world with like all of this stuff mama was saying is real. And, and, and he just put his clutches in me. And from there, <laughs> it's another journey. It's a, it's a journey. That was 20 years ago. And now you're following in your mother's footsteps as well. Yes. And I hear that so much because <laughs> I honestly can't remember a lot of, even though we were in church and my mom was up all the time. I can't remember a lot of what, her actions. I remember she loved to sing and she had this shout about it. That was just mama. But uh, I get that a lot. You, you you just sound like mama standing up there, especially for my oldest sister. You sound like mama standing. I just, it's like, I see mama and it makes me feel so good. It's like a warm feeling in my heart. Cause, cause it just proves, even though I'm struggling with my daughter, as far as that, that keeping the relationship and, and keeping things going, just hoping God is going to one day, open her eyes the way he did mine. Uh, it's going in there. All this stuff mom was doing and saying, and it's, it's planting the seed. It's planting the seed. So that's, it's kind of my encouragement from God. Just keep planting the seed. Keep showing love. I didn't, 
You told me a long time ago, I didn't tell you to change her. I didn't tell you to fix her. I just told you to love her. That's why I gave her to you. So <laughs> that, that's proof of that unconditional love he gives me because uh, it, it takes it sometimes. There is hope. There always is hope. There is. There is. Yes. What led you down the road of writing? Uh, that is just <laughs> such a interesting story. It It is. Uh, and it's, it's weird because it's hard to explain it. It was, I honestly just heard right one Friday. And looking back on it, it was right after I'd gotten the kids. It was, uh, I mean, my call was I got off work to, on a Friday on my job. We usually get like the week, two weeks, somewhere in between a week and a half to two weeks off for Christmas. Our plant shuts down. So I remember getting off work. Uh, riding down the road because I had my plan. I was actually working my retirement at 55 playing in my mind. Oh, you wow. know, I'm work, riding down the road because it was just me. I worked. That's all I did. I worked hard. I worked to get stuff set up the way I wanted because I'm this individual and I didn't do a lot, basic person. So I got my plan in my mind of what I want. And I'm riding down the road and I remember and I, only about 15 minutes from my job throwing my hand up in the hair, air, just thanking God. I'm like, oh man, I'm off for two weeks. Thank you. And then my phone rang. And from there, I got custody of the kids. And then within that same time frame, them two weeks of being off, I remember go, uh, sitting, sitting on a Friday and hearing write out of the blue. I've never thought about write, writing, never I wasn't even a big reader. I read for entertainment and I got into reading the Bible because it just kind of put clutches in me. And I'm one of those, I'll just read it uh, sequentially. I go from Genesis and because I like to just feed a little bit of it every day because as you grow, you see different stuff in it. You see different levels as you're growing. So wasn't even a big reader and I heard right. And I'm, I'm, I'm literally thinking, what? And so over that whole weekend, I heard right. i it was like two or three plots popped in my head. Like a pastor, I remember uh, um, going through something, wasn't even detail of what he was going through. And by Monday, it was so strong. And I didn't even really understand what was happening at the time. It was so strong, the feeling of right, that I just sat down at my computer and started typing. Had you ever written anything before this, other than obviously stuff for, for work or for, for schooling? That was what was so amazing. And, and and by the finish of it, it was just kind of God's confirmation of what he can do and how he can do it. I'd never written. I never looked at authors from that perspective. I got my favorite that I like to read just because I love how she can pull me in the books. And then a couple of other authors coming in just from entertainment type reading. But uh, not nothing ever. That's it's hard to explain that. And I, to, but that's that was no writing, no articles, no. I I I I in, in tenth graded because uh, we had to do a class project as a book and we had to write poems, whatever. But that's the most. Wow. <laughs> that was, I'm serious. So it it was it was definitely God just kind of opening a door and doing something different and showing how He can. He has more control than we think if we'll just kind of allow him to do it. He always has a plan. Your first book was When God Makes Himself Known. Tell yes. us a little bit about that and, and why you decided to choose fiction um, in your writing. Uh, again, uh, because it, it came to me so spontaneously, uh, I, I 
on the first book, I wasn't even sure what I was writing at the time. It was, I was honestly about halfway through the novel for, before I realized I'm writing a book. That's how spontaneous it was. <laughs> As I typed, I can remember sitting there crying and fussing at characters and I can't believe she's doing this. And I, I mean, I'm just boohooing and my fingers are going as fast as they can. That's how it came. It was just that kind of spontaneity. And, and so I guess it kind of chose it for me, the, the fiction writing. And I'm kind of learning and developing what's happening with me and through me as I write. Uh, I chose uh, the, with the fiction and with the writing and with, with this book, it was a combination of God uh, pulling the storyline. The storyline was 100% God, but most of the experiences I got to tie in from my life you know, turn them into fiction, but it was, it was, it was, a it was an underlining story of my journey inside that first book that, that I, I don't know if most people catch it, but it, it was, it was such a relief to get that out. Cause I, uh, uh many times I see the book, uh, the Bible a little bit different than most of the pastors in the churches. And I never really felt comfortable just expressing myself. So with the writing, I got to kind of express it in a fiction manner, but with so much truth behind it, that, that it was such a relief to get that out and such a, such a joy. I, 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 I can remember just giving God some of that. It's, it's, you know how somebody in your eyes, a person to go up a notch, they'll do something and you go, wow. <laughs> I kind of did that with that first book. He was already God. And I thought the highest and I just, I, he just went up a notch if, without taking anything from his amazement. It was like, wow, God, you can do this through somebody like me. So you even had a learning experience just from writing it. Oh, yes. All of it's been so great. And and just to learn how much bigger. And even from that, God has just gotten bigger in my eyes. And and and, and I can remember him even telling me that that that's to me is kind of spiritual growth because we have God in such this confinement of this is what God can do because we're limiting ourselves. And so we kind of put a limit on God, but as he, through, through writing and through the journey, the last four or five years of writing, God has just gotten bigger because I can clearly see my capabilities and what I can do compared to what he's doing it when he just do it. And then let me know I did this. So it's, he just gets bigger and, and, and who he is and, and the potential that he, he wants to do through us if we'll just kind of let him. And then you wrote Becoming Love, and now this is showing the transition of a Christian woman who endures great hardships to learn true love. Tell us a little bit yes. about Becoming Love and why you decided to write that book. The, 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 that, one, that, one was, that one was me at a phase because after, after the first novel, well, uh, when God makes himself known, it's, it's kind of, it was kind of putting out like a, like I said, that beginning journey of myself of, um, when I finally realized God is real, we all have to have that highlighted moment for us to believe in God. And most people don't remember it. I actually start walking around asking people, do you remember when you actually realized God, God is real? Cause if you're a Christian, you had to first realize it in order to confess and follow. You couldn't follow. So that that the first book was that one and then to be, become in love. God did so much with the first one. I was under actually 
wondering, could I do it again? I don't even know if I could write again, but I really wanted to. Some more, it, it was a, it was a journey and an experience that I wanted to feel again. So over a couple of years, I was I was, can I do this? I don't even think I can. So with becoming love, it it again, it was personal to me, but it was just showing this journey of how we as people struggle, especially we as female, we struggle with so much different stuff coming, but we got to learn to love through our obstacles, love everyone else, love what's going on in our life, love God, and then love ourselves. And the only way to get that kind of love, this deep kind, and that's what I want want people to see when they, they read the novel, to get that kind of love can only come from loving like Christ. You can't fake love. You can, you can, show love but generally if we do it it's for an agenda we have a hidden agenda we want when we purposely try to do we're trying to be nice even with sometimes good intentions but there's always a reason but to have the kind of love I'm trying to pull out in the novel you can only get that from that relationship with God he has to Jesus has to just transform your heart and that comes from just forgiveness and love and and acceptance that he loved you in spite of how filthy, how messy, how broken, how bad we are. He still loved me beyond that. And so I got to love others with that same kind of love. And she just kind of heard the, the main character just goes through a journey of being broken and torn down to come to that point of finding love in others, love from God, and then loving herself. Who are you hoping to reach with this book? My focus when I was writing, I'm, I'm looking at the, the, the kind of middle-aged woman, 35 to 55 in that age range, because it, it, that's kind of my, my core reader, reading audience, because I, I, I can relate. I interact, I deal with the same kind of thing. So, But the overall message, anyone that, that hits this, we got to love. As Christians, we got to love. And at the same time, I'm, I try to write to if a, if if it's a person that's never picked up a Bible with, with both of my novels, I want them to be able to take that book and understand it and give them that encouragement to want to go get the Bible. I throw enough scripture and, and, and references from the Bible to make them hopefully curious and want to pick up a Bible and learn more about Christ to get involved in the characters I write about. What's the response been like from those who have had the opportunity to read these books? Uh, all positive. All positive. I, I even ask friends and, and, and family that read it for, I want constructive criticism from, from my family. Like, like I said, they just blew my mind at, uh, with, with their reception because we didn't come up with this great instruction from, from home to read we, you got good grades, so you went to the back. <laughs> we have that kind of parents. But um, the, the the development of just reading, reading was not there. And so to have so many of them that's not even in church to pick the book up and call me and and and, and asking questions, specific questions um, about what happened in the book and, and what something means, it was just overwhelming. But co-workers it's, it's just been positive very positive feedback and and I'm hoping I'm hoping even with feedback the message the spiritual message that's that's the core 
what I'm trying to receive. Did you did you catch that that, that spiritual message I was trying to put out? And 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 it was on many many occasions. Yes, most like the characters in the development because they could relate, and that's that's I, I try to write to where you can grab a hope to a character or two and relate to them through their journey of development in it. That's that's one of the things I love most about writing, developing characters. Because we all have this personality. Most people you know have a certain personality and they kind of stick within that confinement of what goes with those character traits. And so you get to develop that through writing. I love that part of it. But the feedback has been just just all positive. And I'm asking because I'm asking for criticism because like I said, this is a me developing as a writer also. So I'm asking for criticism. I'm asking for, I, you, I'm like, I'm a big girl. You won't hurt my feelings. Tell me, cause I want to become that. I want to be able to reach people because at the same time, this is our platform. This is our ministry. Just like the wonderful thing you're doing just by talking to me on your station. This is your platform to reach out, to spread the gospel in any way we can. And that's what I want to do with my writing and just get it, make it be bigger. For those who want to learn more about you and want to pick up your books, how do they go about doing that? I meant go to uh, the Maury Books and set up my great website, uh, uh, SharonEpps.net. Great. I have so much information, blogs, um, short stories, and then my books are available there. So definitely go. I'm on uh, Pinterest, uh, Instagram, but SharonEpps.net, and you can find out so much more about me. And then get provide feedback because I, I love to hear from you. I, I definitely respond but uh, and, and develop that communication. What's next for you? Ah, <laughs> it's awesome because it, it's, it's, it's actually funny because for about a week, I had to work out of, out of, out of state for a uh, couple of weeks. And, and that last week, this whole story just kind of developed. So uh, as I get off, I'll, I'll definitely dig into that one. So book number three, and, and four is on the way. Number number three has been my blog. We, uh, on my page, we're doing a, a 52 weeks to becoming. And, and it's where I'm stepping through the Bible. Start at Genesis. And I'm actually stepping through giving a very inspirational uh, blog page. Uh, it's a one-pager. And that's beautiful development. But it's stepping all the way through the Bible and just encouraging women from Scripture out of the Bible. And a quick blog and then this new novel, I, I, it's, it's pretty much formed in my head. So I, I, I'm ready to get it down. So I'll definitely start on that. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, man, thank you for having me. Don't forget to subscribe to Connections with Mike, Tom, and Colleen Hood. You can do that by visiting podcastville.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcast from. We'll talk to you again on Connections.